Yeah, uh, uh, we're going to talk about about some conspiracy theories here. I've been watching a lot of things. I've uh, been keeping track my whole life on a lot of, a lot of interesting things. There is... I've been reading a little bit about the JFK conspiracy my whole life. Okay, I've read a lot. And there's a man named E. Howard Hunt who has fucking convinced... or convinced he is... He... He was one of the three hobos, tramps, on the grassy knoll behind the fence. He's admitted it. He's been there. He was CIA, um, special services, um, whatever the hell that was. I don't think the NSA was around by then. He was CIA. Uh, the man admitted it. He had worked with G. Gordon Liddy, uh, an admitted murderer during the Watergate scandal. So this man got around. Who who in the hell knows what else he did? Um, I don't I don't know if Lee Harvey Oswald even fired a shot from that window. I really don't. I think there were four shooters. Uh, Oswald was spotted having lunch on the third floor of that building while there was being shots. There were some there was some very reliable testimony, some interviews on that, that that said he wasn't even he wasn't even up on the fifth floor. Um, if uh, it'd only just be a fucking moron who wanted to get caught if he goes up there and leaves a fucking gun and doesn't wipe down the prints, that it, that makes no sense. It wasn't a sing. It was not a single shooter. It was not a single shooter at all. There was a man. There have been four shots. I want to say triangulated, but there's four. And one came from a sewage drain, you know, where um, the holes in the, in the pavement are when it rains. And one came from the grassy knoll. And the fourth, I can't exactly remember, but I think it came from... The actual building on the third floor, the the book depository, towards uh, the opposite end of the building where Oswald was on the fifth floor. Uh, I wasn't born yet. I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't experience that. Uh, both my parents remember exactly where they were when when it was announced, and uh, it was uh, kind of still going on today. It's more more. More things get released and released. Uh, I think in the year 2022, there are going to be some more documents released. Uh, but in in my lifetime, or perhaps everyone's lifetime, there will be there will be no answers set forth. Uh, I firmly do believe it was uh, Howard Hunt, maybe that took the shot that blew uh, Kennedy's head off. Um, if Oswald shot. He may have hit him in the neck, um, aiming for his head. Not a good shot. Just a, he was a marksman. He was an expert. I'm a fucking marksman. I'm a better shot than I than I, than Oswald. Like I couldn't have made that shot. I couldn't have made that shot. He was a nervous little fucking drug addict man. There's no way he could have held that gun steady. There's uh, I don't know. We can look at the uh, what. Castro, that he was working for for the uh, communists. He had just been in Russia and tried to kill himself and 
supposedly, and the he set this all he set his own suicide attempt up so he could be so he could be uh, saved by the woman, by the man that comes in the room that he marries. He marries a Russian woman, and we we don't we never really heard hear from her ever, ever. There's very very little evidence, very few interviews from her, and that really was the very first thing growing up that I thought, why don't you talk to his fucking wife if you're gonna talk about anything. uh, That's usually what people do. They talk to their spouse. There's just so so many incredible angles that can come on that. You know, the the single shooter, it, uh, it's wrong. It's just, uh, you know, it, it, it was a government plot. Could have been by Lyndon Johnson. I don't think so. I think Johnson was a better human being than that. The mafia, I don't know enough about that to to really say. Uh, the government wanted to go into Vietnam. They wanted to go into Vietnam, and, and Kennedy wasn't going to do it. Uh, the Bay of Pigs almost, <laughs> almost single-handedly uh, exploded the world with nuclear bombs, and it didn't. It didn't. That didn't happen. But there was some weird fucking shit going on. And why can't they find that motherfucker in the, in the Zapruder film, the man who opens his? He's wearing a suit and a long coat. And he opens a black umbrella and then, boom, shot. There's also a woman called the Babushka Lady. She's wearing this thing on her head. You know, it's, and, you know, I suppose in Dallas it was a little chilly at that time of year in November. And she's taking direct photographs of John Kennedy when he gets shot. She's got her camera up and just taking photographs. The story on that is that she's never been interviewed. She's never, never been, been talked to at all. No, that that's I, I think that I think that is a complete lie. I think that they got a hold of that film, and it was directly pointed at at uh, the point of the grassy knoll behind the fence. That uh, there was there was a puff of smoke from there. The gunshots were from there. The sound. The the smoke started rolling down toward the street, but. The, the vehicle had gone as fast as it could to a hospital and another thing that, that, that gets me is that there were no none of the none of the, the car didn't have rails on it for the CIA to stand and protect John, John F. Kennedy and there were none the only, the only person that reacted to the shot was the CIA man Social special service, what I you know, I'm not sure what they are. I think it was CIA, the one that was supposed to protect um, Jacqueline Kennedy, the first 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 lady, and he did. He jumped up on that car and he grabbed her and he did his job. I don't know exactly whose job it was to protect John Kennedy, protect President Kennedy, but they didn't do it. And there is a lot going on. There's also a theory. Uh, theory, theorem, theorem, hypothesis, but there's also something that, uh, there's some, something that 
is that the car in front, the car in front of them, there was, there was a man that heard a shot, a CIA man. He had a gun, he turned around, and he shot, and supposedly he shot John Kennedy as well. So, the official story that we're looking at from the Warren Report is a single shooter, Lee Harvey Oswald, got three shots off in six point something seconds. I could be wrong on that, might be seven, might be five. And sure, it's possible to get those, uh, possible to get, possible to get three maybe four shots out but it's <laughs> you can't I, I, I've shot guns in my entire life you can't um, shooting at something 60 yards away in such a fashion with such a horrible gun where that is completely not it, it's it's not made for distance at all it, it's a horrible gun it costs, it, 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 right now I could get one for five dollars there's no accuracy. There's no accuracy. Uh, it's, <clears throat> you know, I'm not a, I, I just don't know on this one. And it, it's, it'll always be there. It'll always, always be on our minds. And conspiracies, conspiracies happen when, you know where they come from? People are like, oh, that's a conspiracy. Elvis is still alive. No, conspiracies come from reliable fucking sources on shit that you don't on shit that none of us understand and we're not given the information about anything. Uh, let's go to you know what I want to talk about is the the Tunguska forest in God Russia. It's way up in the middle of fucking nowhere. But it flattened trees, just um, I think it's I think it's over a million trees that it flattened, and there's no there's no crater, there's nothing, there's no crater at all, there's no there's no evidence of anything to the ground, nothing that could cause that force. There's been theories that were that um. A giant ball of ice came through our atmosphere and just laid fucking waste to it, but then melted. Um, I don't believe that. I don't believe that one. It, uh, man, that's stretching. Uh, and this is also a stretch, but this is, this, uh, this, this makes a whole lot more sense to me. Uh, Nikola Tesla, he had uh, his Tesla coil for <clears throat> wireless uh, for for free electricity and he was uh, he was pretty well banned from anything because he wanted to make a car that ran on steam and would it would have bankrupted so many wealthy people Rockefellers Gettys Rothschilds my god the, they would go down billion they were all billionaires they would have they would have absolutely fallen apart had he done what he knew. Thomas Edison ripped his shit off. Fuck Thomas Edison, man. Fuck Marconi. Tessa was doing this long, long before. Well, not long, but he was doing it before these these uh, other inventors. But I do think that Tesla in 1912, I 
think it was 1912. Uh, definitely another thing I could be wrong about. But Tesla had a huge motherfucking Tesla coil. He had a huge thing. It's a yeah, it was a structure that goes up and there's a huge ball on top. And he he I don't I don't know how, but he, he generated enough electricity in the air and I think that he flattened the entire Tunguska forest and he told Thomas Edison, he told the big motherfuckers who had all the money that had discredited him that that was his that was his big event just to show him exactly what he could do exactly what he could do he could send a bolt of pure electricity and flatten thousands, millions of trees in a dense, dense forest where probably no one has ever walked it's way way up in the middle of nowhere. It's so far, so far north. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm geographically challenged. I, like Georgia comes to mind for some reason, Ukraine. But millions, millions of trees, millions. And hundreds of thousands, thousands. A lot of fucking trees went down. How did that happen? There's a reason. Um, you know, I'm not... I'm not a big alien guy. Sure, you know, I'd, I think that we're uh, aliens I'm not going to talk about. Um, wasn't an alien attack. Wasn't them, wasn't, it wasn't a crop circle. It wasn't any of that shit. It was, it was Nikola Tesla showing exactly what he could do. And then he ended up, Nikola Tesla ended up living in a fucking one-room apartment, dying poor, dying penniless. I don't know, he may have, may have had one penny, so he wasn't quite penniless. Smartest man, well, it's hard to, hard to define smart and intelligent and funny and goofy, but this man was, he had more foresight and knowledge than maybe any man in the world other than, other than, other than Da Vinci. Other than Da Vinci, Da Vinci saw flight. He saw what the Wright brothers were doing a couple hundred years before. Um, he saw. God, there were so many things that people saw. They, they were. Tesla saw that uh, um, cell phones. He he saw self. He he. It's it's written that he he knew that there was going to be one day that we would be able to be able to speak to each other face to face anywhere in the world um, Arthur C. Clarke in the well this is going back a little bit further but Arthur C. Clarke his, his, his science fiction novels he came up with the idea for the goddamn in the sky the I'm totally drawing a blank I'm such an idiot the satellites satellites that would beam from all over the world so that we can communicate, that we can watch television. I can pick up a goddamn TV. I pay $80 a month for television, and I can watch a game show from Japan live. That's from Arthur C. Clarke. That's what Arthur C. Clarke did. And let's keep talking. Let's keep talking here. 
you know, developed uh, about uh, the bombs, you know, the nuclear bombs, the guys who were working out in Groom Lake in Nevada, testing those things, making them. It was uh, uh, Jews. Um, and I, I, I don't mean that in any negative way. It's just uh, the Jews from Germany, Poland, um, you know, Schopenhauer, Einstein, those guys that would have been murdered. <laughs> They might have, they they would have been part of the genocide, and they were the most coveted science scientists, physicists, and eventually they well it didn't take long at all for them to have the atom bomb that uh, would destroy Hiroshima Hiroshima and Nagasaki absolutely destroy the whole goddamn motherfucking place and those horrible horrible pictures of those kids with their skin burnt off running down a street that's what it came to that's exactly what it came to i don't think i would have been able, i know i would have been would not have been able to do that yeah the war may have gone on for 10 more years but you you, you can't do that to a society you just can't do that that's just that's not right i don't mean hey you know what Soldiers, once they sign on that dotted line to become, to join up in the military, they're signing, uh, they're signing, they're signing their own death warrant as well. You know, they're saying, hey, you know what? I'm gonna join your little crew, your little club. You're gonna break me down, do this whole goddamn training session, boot camp. Then we're gonna, we're gonna sign you somewhere, and you might end up on the front line, and in Afghanistan right now looking for IEDs and stepping on one and blowing the fuck up or you might end up not being deployed or being deployed and sitting under a fucking tarp of a tent all day doing nothing cleaning your gun four or five times in 120 degree heat because there's nothing for you to do there are horrible horrible things going on Jesus Christ, children getting killed. You know, I don't give a fuck about adults all that much. You know, let's just, uh, let's get these kids out of there. They're being murdered. They're being, uh, this is, a this is the truth that, um, there was a child that was in, that had been friendly with, with some, <clears throat> some U.S. soldiers, and he had his stomach cut apart. And um, he died, and he was full of explosives. And one man, uh, they went in, you know, they're looking for bombs, looking for people. And he saw him, and he noticed that he was cut open, killed, and shoved, shoved full of uh, explosives. And that, I, I don't even like to think about that. Uh, that's that's beyond a caveman behavior. That uh, that's too much knowledge for any any one human being. We don't we don't value life. I I don't really you know I don't value well. It's not that I don't value life. I don't value my own life because um, I just don't. It's just it's just how I've been. You know I. It's who I am. I don't. I don't value my life much at all because I just do what I do. Um, but there are lives to value. 
um, children, children are very protective of children, very, very much so, kids should be kids, and they should have fun, you know, in those years that they can't speak, or really remember, or can't talk, that's when they learn shit, when they're bad, you know, bad, you know, that when they're throwing a temper tantrum, that's when you have to teach them, and if, if you go to a restaurant, and you're out and about, and you got these screaming kids going on, well, that's a chance for the parents to teach a lesson to their children and not beat them, not hit them with a stick. Just should tell, you, tell them, say, hey, look, I don't need to take you out anywhere. I don't need to do any of this with you. So either sh either you're going to sit there and you're going to relax and you're going to be quiet and we're going to leave. And when we get home, you're going to sit in your room for half an hour and I don't care if you cry, I don't care if you scream, I don't care what you do, but you're going to think about what you've done, and, but I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I digress now, when we're talking about uh, conspiracies, I don't like to call them conspiracies, because that makes me sound even nonnier, you know, that's like, oh, Elvis is alive, they misspelled his middle name on his, on his grave, that that doesn't concern me. Elvis, Elvis lived like he wanted to. You know, if I had that many goddamn drugs, that probably that availability. You know, people don't understand how good drugs are. Uh, but the level that he was, Jesus Christ, he was done. But, you know, JFK, it just uh, it amazes me. Even Pendulet from Penn and Teller believes in the single, uh, single shooter, and, uh, I thought he was a very intelligent, intelligent man, but I, he is a very intelligent man, but that's his choice, that's what he believes in, but he didn't, I think he's wrong, uh, there is so many people who don't want to stir that up, any, you know, the television shows are, you know, eventually they come down to, well, there may have been a second or third shooter, but for now we have the single shooter. We found his gun in pristine condition. It may have never been shot, and they have to go with that story, or that story's not going to hit the airwaves. That is not going to do it. That is just not going to find it on, on the History Channel. You're not going to see it. Another thing I really, I really uh, do believe in is Sasquatch, the Bigfoot, all these different names. I'm not buying all that shit down in the swamps in Florida, in, in Georgia and Louisiana and all that stuff. This skunk ape, lots of bunch of shit. But in the Pacific Northwest, there was an animal. That an animal. There was a, there was a creature. There was a. There was a being, a bipedal, bipedal being, that was videotaped, walking and walking and walking and looking at the cameraman, and kept on walking, walking like no man could, and there's no suit that could have been made like that at that time. There is no way, there is no fucking way, the best, the best designers in, in, in the movie industry that make that do the uh, that do wardrobes they say you know there's, there's people that have been doing it for that long let's say there's no way that uh, 
There's no way that could suit could have been made. There's just no way. There's a there's a tumor on the leg. The it was a female. Her breasts are moving. Uh, they're you know the the slappity slap kind of walk. Humans don't walk that way. No one does. But that's there. And what I get tired of is I hear people saying, "Well, there you know there's if they're out there, there's not a what are they herbivores? Are they?" They omnivores, they carnivores. Well, I think they just eat whatever the hell they want, and they don't need much. See, people are, are under this. They live under this fallacy that just because we need a certain amount of food and a certain type of food, that 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 applies to everything that lives and breathes on this earth. Well, I don't think so. I think the Bigfoot's uh, squat. Sasquatch. Uh, I think they get their nutrients from somewhere else. There are millions and millions of acreage up there that has never, ever been seen. It is so dense. And then there's a river, and then a, uh, but millions and millions and millions and millions of acres that, that no man will ever set foot on in my lifetime. Uh, but, hey, that's not saying much. I might drop off here in a few seconds. But, um... <clears throat> I think that... Well, I know that there are millions. Millions of caves. Millions of cave dwellings where they can go down deep. And hide. Well, not hide. Just live. Just live. That's their house. You know? I think they can... I do believe that... Uh, they may be fine, may be able to find some start some sort of fire, or maybe maybe they don't because they stay warm, and they can see in the cave. There's 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 absolutely no rules that this animal has to follow. Uh, could be eight feet, ten feet, twelve feet, six feet, but there's some big motherfuckers, and they leave some big tracks. And about ninety nine percent of those tracks that you'll see the the the, the casts. Well, I think they're complete and total bullshit. Complete and total bullshit. But there's 1% of the million of the plaster casters of Bigfoot, the, the foot impression, that can't be explained. Nothing, there's no creature that, that, can, make that, that can make that foot. And there has been hair, hair samples. Hair samples, uh, very few, but there have been hair samples that that match absolutely no creature on the earth. So this creature, um, the Sasquatch, has never been seen other than by Roger Patterson in Gillum, Patterson Gimlin film. That's how smart they are. And in the Patterson Gilman film, Gimlin film, you can also see baby Bigfoot in the heel behind one. If you look close enough, it's there. And that's the mother of this. And I think she's got something wrong with her foot because she's not walking. And she, you know, it's like she's she uh, perhaps is ill. You know, she's trying to take care of her her, uh, her her offspring. And I think that Patterson and Kimlin are very lucky motherfuckers not to get torn apart and never heard from again, ever, and 
I think there were a whole lot of Bigfoot. I think there were a whole lot of Bigfoot in in that area that uh, that just blended in. They blend in with the trees. They can stand still. They, I know, uh, there might have been ten behind them in the trees. When you get in that forest, you can't see ten feet in front of you. And they're lucky. I would have been terrified to be in that area. People still go there. It, you know, it's it's of course radically different. It's been 50, 50 years, and there's you know now it's a tourist tourist spot. So the uh, so the Sasquatch will move. Um, I think there's probably a large colony, minimum fifteen hundred to keep their population going. Maybe maybe more than that. Maybe thousands into the thousand. You know twenty thousand. There's so, a million, I don't know. There's so much out there. And for them to eat, maybe they eat snails. I don't know. Maybe they eat slugs that they dig up. Maybe they eat truffles. I don't know if they grow up that high. Maybe they live up on a fucking mountain that you cannot climb, that you cannot do anything with. Maybe there's a cave system going all the through there. And they have these... And they're comfortable laying on the ground. They don't have. They don't have to follow our rules. They don't have to live under our expectations. You know what? Maybe they eat leaves and twigs and branches and rocks. And that is how they get their nutrition. We don't know. We, we you know, people are still like, well, that doesn't exist. What? Let's work on. Let's open our mind a little bit here and rethink this. That we don't know anything about them. We we don't know how their digestive system works. We don't know how their how their nutrients nutrient system works. We don't we we have no idea how they live. I don't even know if they drink water. They might, they might not. Makes sense for them. Makes sense for any living animal to drink water. But we don't know anything about them. Uh missing link? I don't know. Are they a missing link? But I don't I don't know. I don't think so. They're just a creature and we should just leave them the fuck alone. Never, ever, ever do I want a dead Sasquatch. And I don't want I don't want a Sasquatch that's caught. There are Indian tribes that are way up there. And they, they, I do believe that there are uh, Native, Native, uh, Native North Americans in Canada, U.S. that have, that have a understanding with human beings to not fuck with them you know hey you know what we're gonna live here together and we're just going to you know you just leave us alone we'll leave you alone we'll let you have some really cool shit and maybe we can do something for you and I think there's a lot of those people around and they're just keeping their mouth shut because they don't want to ruin they don't want to ruin the ecosystem. Uh, they don't want to ruin the environment that, where these beautiful creatures live. These, you know, big old, beautiful, hairy, 10 foot, 8 foot, 6 foot, 12 foot, baby sized <laughs> animals live. And, uh, uh, I will. I don't know what it would, you know, that's, that's something that, that's something I do believe in. I'm, yeah, you can throw whatever argument at me, and that's just something I'm not going to change. Um, John F. Kennedy, 99.9% sure it didn't go down the way it did. 
I can't tell you exactly how it is. I just know the facts that I've looked at. You know, number one, once again, being the guy with the fucking umbrella and the babushka lady taking a picture 15 feet away from John Kenny to when his head blows off. How can you not find her? And all the deaths, the, the murders, the suicides, the car accidents of the people that were interviewed in that time, in that area, it is staggering. Staggering. You know, there was a, a character named David... David Ferris, David Ferry. Uh, he was... <laughs> he was born with the affliction of, uh, he had no body hair. So he, he just completely looked, uh, you know, just the part of a, a crazy man. But that man knew something. He knew something. And he was killed because of it. He was interviewed by, um, the judge who actually took Clay Shaw to court. <sighs> Jim Garrison, I think his name is. But, you know, they interviewed this David Ferry, David Ferris, and he knew, he knew Jack Ruby, and he knew other key people. Uh, he knew the government. I know, I guarantee he knew the government. He was a little weaselly fuck, but he knew a whole lot of shit. And, uh, you know, it's the, it's the missile, the, <laughs> the missile. It's a secret wrapped in a... Wrapped at Enigma, you know, locked inside of a vest or something like that. There's, uh, I don't know, you know, uh, that'll never be found. You know, I, I still say, uh, E. Howard Hunt shot, <laughs> had a kill shot, um, and I think there's three others. I don't think Oswald hit him at all. I don't. I, I think he missed. Now, uh, I'm going to transition to the Zodiac. Zodiac's incredibly, incredibly interesting. Um, why, don't you take a, why don't you take a look at it in the time that the Zodiac killed the how many ever many people he claims up to 70 or 7. Uh, Zodiac was Arthur Leon. Very simple. Very simple. They don't have DNA. They don't have some of the exact things. But it was it was, it was goddamn Arthur Leon. It was. It was the Arthur Lee Allen, but he did some really fucked up shit, and he was a whole lot smarter than anyone will ever know, because he did not leave any, any direct evidence, there's nothing that they, they couldn't even arrest him, they can't, you know, he can't arrest the man, but there's just too much information to, for him not to be it, um, you know, I'd give, I'm throwing that 98% that, that's him, um, you know, there's there's a chance there's a couple other guys who who fit who fit that type of uh, who fit that the, the bill, you know, who fit who fit his description. Uh, the police, the police, one night when they were going to uh, the Zodiac killer, uh, shot a cab driver, and then he walked away, and the police were called to the scene, and. They said, well, it was a black man. Uh, he's going away. So the Zodiac Killer just strolling down the street and getting away. The police stop him and ask him if they have seen a black man running away. And he said, you know, I think there was one, you know, down the street there. Down the street. So the police, the police in, uh, 
I don't know if it was the San Francisco police, but it was in the Bay Area. They saw Zodiac Killer. They saw the Zodiac Killer. And... <laughs> how inept can it be? You stop this man near a murderous site. He's the only guy walking down the street. You know, all you have to do is just put him in the back seat and say, Hey, why don't you ride along with us and show where it happened? We've got some questions for you. Uh, Zodiac Killer so so incredibly interesting is because he called in to talk to, I don't know, some asshole, this, some aristocratic asshole on, on a David, God, it might have been Dick Cavett, I don't know what it was, but he called him in on a, on a talk show, and those, those incredibly difficult ciphers that he wrote, and then, you know, maybe I'll pick off some kitties on their way going to school. That's terrifying. I would I wouldn't send my kid to school for a year. Then he um, there's just so much mystery about him. There's so little, you know, and just this character of a of a fucker coming up with a black goddamn box on his head with a zodi with a, with a with a circle and a cross going through it and wearing all black and he comes and stabs two kids near a lake. Kids, they were kids. They were like nineteen or in their twenties. Kills one. The other one saw. The other one saw him. There was one person that saw him, and he identified him as Arthur Lee Allen. But that wasn't enough, you know. Um, obviously, it wasn't enough. There, there were no fingerprints that could identify him. But it was him. It was. The evidence is overwhelming. Um, I. You know, I just solved that case. There's, there's this really interesting documentary called uh, "There's Something Wrong with Aunt Diane," and it's about this woman. Uh, she's taking her two kids and three other of her aunts and nephews and nieces back from back from a little vacation over the weekend. You know, they had some camping and some of this and that, and it took her. This is like in New York, New Jersey. I can't even upstate New York, something like that. Place I've never been. I don't remember the names. But she, um, the only vintage f f video footage that they have is when she was at a gas station and she was looking fine, you know. She was, she pumped her own gas, went inside, you know, paid, she got a soda or a candy bar or something. And then one of the young girls calls on her phone, she calls her dad, and she says, Dad, there's something wrong with Aunt Diane. And then the phone cut out, and it, uh, she couldn't call anymore. And their Aunt Diane, was a, she was a very responsible person. Did she, did she have a stroke? Her blood alcohol was, was pretty high, very high, well, considering it was very high. Um, she had THC in her system. But that does, you know, the THC in her system, that, that doesn't mean she smoked well on their own. That can be in your system for a long time. That can sit in your bloodstream. That can, that, that can get caught in your, in the uh, fatty tissue of your skin. There's, uh, so I don't buy into that. Did she take a drink? I don't know. Before she left, uh, there were no alcohol in the community, in the vehicle. She didn't, she hadn't drank all weekend. Not a big drinker. Um, was she 
Was she out of her mind? Was she completely delusional? That's a that's a good question. Um, that she may have uh, that she may have just completely snapped something in her brain, just gone. That she was just done. You know, um, people drop dead every day. Uh, maybe she was just absolutely fell apart. Part of her brain just snapped like a twig. And she eventually went down into the ditch and went into the oncoming traffic and killed everyone in her van, all those children, who once again, um, that keeps me awake at night when I think of what happened. And it killed three people that she hit head on, going about 75 miles an hour. Horrific, horrific scene. Uh, there's a brief had a way to show her body laying on the ground and uh, that's something that I wish I never saw because it'll that's going to stay with me forever when I think about that it's really spooky it's something that can happen every day she had an abscess tooth and I know what those are like they can they can change your complete personality your attitude everything that might have burst you know that all that infection and they might have burst and it'll make you sick, make you puke. That that stink. I don't know if you if you've ever had an abscess tooth or or a uh, a root canal. All that all that dead fluid and tissue in there uh, makes you a different person. Just that chronic pain. Well, it'll change you. Uh, I know about chronic pain. It makes you a different person. I'm a complete fucking asshole because I've had chronic pain for the last five years. So if she was in chronic pain and the kids were being a pain in the ass, she turned around and she may have just lost it. Just completely and totally lost it. Um, there was an alcohol bottle, a bottle of absolute vodka that was about half empty, half full. <laughs> in, in the vehicle. I don't know how they really could see that because the whole thing was just a smashed up mashed up thing I don't think the bottle of vodka was in there I think that was uh, I think they may have found it 100 yards away 50 yards away, 10 yards away a mile away, I don't know how how could that stay in there, everything else the, it was it was like a like a crushed aluminum can how can you find that uh, there was there was something so strange about that trip that, that we'll never know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing some ideas out there that are, that are possible, and they're, uh, aliens, it was aliens, I don't want to say it was aliens, but it was aliens, no, it wasn't aliens, it was a human condition, it was a human condition, I have seen people in my life go from completely themselves, completely just people, you know, people that I've known for 25 years, and then all of a sudden something will get under their skin, maybe that they've been holding back and holding back for years, and they'll absolutely snap, absolutely snap. I have a, I have a cousin I went hunting with way down in the Badlands of North Dakota, and one day we got up, he was, he was pretty quiet, yeah, a little petite, drive out in the middle of nowhere, I mean, the middle of nowhere, you cannot, there's not a person within 200 miles, 
and we'd go off, uh, we'd go off and walk for six hours and, you know, shoot some game birds, check out where, where some deer are so we can go back there later in the year. And so we meet back up at the truck about six hours later, seven hours later, and, uh, in the evening. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, blank, um, I see something in his eyes. He's a big guy, too, about six, uh, six, six, six feet tall, six two. Uh, solid, solid 250. Just, just a bear of a man. But, uh, he, did, he wasn't talking. We all come back with a few birds, you know, some grouse and partridge and whatever the hell else. Uh, in fact, one guy came back with a rattlesnake. Uh, interesting story, but, yeah, that was fun to see, to see a rattler. And all of a sudden, my cousin Blank, he was standing there, and he was looking around, and he stared at me, and I didn't recognize his eyes. His eyes had turned black. And that can be, you know, hey, let, let's talk about a possession. Let's talk about something that was in him. You want to talk about, you know, I don't want to get into a dimensions where someone else was taking over him, but I thought he was going to kill us. I really did. For thought he was going to kill me when he looked me in the eye because he had an automatic semi-automatic shotgun and instead he put shotgun against laid it he put it up normally you put your shoulder you know put it by your shoulder but he put it on his thigh and he emptied his he emptied his shotgun that's four shells loaded it back up emptied four more and then he put a shotgun on the front of his car and he went and he sat in the middle of a field, and I have never, and then uh, his brother, Bleep, was with us, and there were two other bleeping men with us, we were terrified, I, I just said, fuck it, let's just get out of here, let's go, I want to go back to the campsite, you guys can come out of here and get him, one of you can stay here, but I want to get the fuck out of here, let's hide these guns, let's get him out, and you guys go talk to him, you know, uh, terrifying, absolutely terrifying, and 20 minutes later, he comes back, and he was bleep, he was fine, you know, he was joking around, having a good time, and he said, you know, yeah, no one really mentioned it, uh, we're all pretty scared, uh, at that time, very strong man, uh, had a temper too, had a very bad temper, but a shooting his gun like that wasn't, wasn't part of the temper, it was, it was some insanity that was brought on by God knows what. He was just, he's not that type of person. Uh, he's a hell of a good guy, you know, great, great buddy, great buddy to this day. I love talking to him. But he lost his mind for, I don't know how long. Um, I don't know what he saw when he was out walking. I don't know what he did when he was out walking, but something in him drastically changed chemically, emotionally, physically, something inside of his brain cracked, and it made a pop, and he completely and totally lost it, and I'll never, I don't know if I'll ever be that scared again, uh, there were bleep, 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 and me, so there were four people, he could have killed us all, loaded us, loaded us up, taken us all in the middle of nowhere, left us in a valley, that no one will ever find, and our bodies would have rotted into the ground, and no one would have ever been wiser. He would have had to 
come up with a hell of an excuse to tell everyone. Or he just would, may have just shot himself as well, or he may have just fucking ex- disappeared. People disappear all the time. People just go missing. And it could have been, none of us could have gotten out of there. He might have, there, there's a million things that could have happened, and uh, it still scares me. It still scares me. As I think that I saw something that that I shouldn't have seen, or maybe I should have, I think I saw something that I wasn't supposed to see in 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 a world that can be explained by by everyone or by anyone that doesn't believe in people just losing their shit. But uh, that was one of the scariest moments of my life. I I just had my sh- had my shotgun over my shoulder. No, actually, I had it in the back of the truck. Hit in the back truck. I had it emptied. You know, ready to go back and uh, scout some deer. You know, we all had. We were coming back to shoot some mule deer later, and uh, it was very quiet. The rest of the trip that was on Saturday afternoon, we were there all Sunday, and uh, it got really quiet when we were driving for hours to look for a place. Um, I stayed out in the tent with uh, with Bleepin's Bleep, his son. Uh, not Bleep's cousin and I looked at him and we we kind of looked at each other he was a few years older than me and uh, I said what just uh, did you see what I saw what happened and uh, well, this, this kid I was sharing a town with he was really cool nice guy wasn't really smart but he said, he said, I don't know what I just saw, but I'm going to try and forget it. And that was the first, that was the only thing that came out of his mouth that made sense. <sighs> that still scares me because I spent a lot of time with Bleep who, who shot his gun and could have killed us all easily. And he and I were on boats. We go hunting all the time. And to this day, I still think that... He completely lost his shit, that his brain just flipped, that it just cracked, that there was, uh, you know, we don't understand shit about our brains, but he lost it for whatever reason it was. Uh, he completely lost it and he wasn't himself. I looked in his eyes, he had brown eyes, he had black eyes when he looked at me, absolute black eyes, and uh, I'm terrified, I'm terrified of what could have happened. Or we didn't see a vehicle for three days. I, I couldn't run, you know, there was no, there was no way out, that, uh, was a terrifying, terrifying thing, I don't know, I don't know what I've been more afraid of in my life, I don't think anything, I don't think anything, and I've had some, I've had some pretty bad scares, but that, that far and away, far and away, my cousin believed firing his gun four times, shotgun, uh, Remington 1100, I believe it's called, semi-automatic shotgun, on his, rested on his thigh, he was a big dude, boom, 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 load it up, put one on the chamber, put one more in, boom, 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 turns, looks at me, um, and 
if there ever was, if there, if there is a devil or some sort of evil, well, it was in him for that time, I don't know, 25 minutes, half an hour, eight hours, that he'd been out walking. The scariest thing I've ever seen was the scariest thing I've ever seen. And I, when I see him now, he was, uh, he was at my mother's funeral, and, you know, this is, this is, goes back 35 years, that's 30 years ago, and I was a kid, 16 I think I was, and I still kind of hesitate when I see him, but I, I do my damnedest not to be afraid, because he's a great guy, he's a really great guy, he, he and his brother are great guys, but, uh, bleep, he did the shooting, and something took over in his head that I can't explain that his brother, we talked about it afterwards, we went fishing, and I kind of brought it up, and he said, I don't know, I don't know what that was, he said that wasn't, uh, he said that wasn't my brother, he said that was something else in him, um, I'd like to call it evil, that, that maybe, the, I don't know, it possessed evil, um, just, it wasn't human nature for, to do that. It was in no way. We we're all having a good time. I uh, even cracked open some beers. Uh, but then he, boom, 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 boom. Eight shots. Eight shots. That could have been put all through us. Dead. And it would have blown us probably in half. He was standing so close. Just would have ripped us in half. You know, there was a shovel. He could have just, he could have been out there all night. The ground is just perfectly... It was dewy, it was, it was moist. The ground was wet where I was walking down in the valley. And he could have buried us all. No one, no one the wiser. And just, uh, I don't know, driven south. He, I don't know, there's a, there's a million scenarios that go through my head there, but uh, those brown eyes had turned to black. And it wasn't just, you know, I mean, the, the, the whites of his eyes were black. And I don't know if anyone else saw them, but we never, we never talked about it. As my cousin, that uh, is his brother, we talked briefly about it. And uh, the other two guys, I think I saw them once or twice afterwards, but we didn't, you know, I didn't bring that up because I didn't know how to explain it in my in my youth. You know, I was just a just a teenager, and uh, I think that's the scariest thing I've ever seen, ever been a part of, ever been near. So, I don't really want to think about it anymore, so I'm going to, I think I'm going to watch, I think I'm going to read a little bit, and uh, I got my cat here beside me, and I'm trying to not think of Bleep's eyes after shooting those eight rounds within probably 20 seconds. Boom, 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 boom. Load, 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 load. Boom, 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 boom. And... Puts, puts, his, puts the weapon on the hood of his vehicle, which you don't do, because that scratches your gun, and it scratches your vehicle. Went on sat the rock in the field, and I said, let's get the fuck out of here. But the other guys just didn't have... I thought he was going to come back and kill us with his hands. I don't know. But we gave him some time, and he came back, and uh, it was like it didn't happen. You know, he was smiling, saying, hey, uh, why don't we get out of here? I, I can't ask him about it. I, I'm not gonna do it. Maybe when I'm old and dead and dying, and he's not that much older than me. 
but that easily the scariest thing I've ever been a part of and um, take care of yourselves and take care of someone else I'm going to try and get back to you soon uh, the only person that might hear this is uh, is my beautiful lovely good hearted nice friend uh, Jen Lyne. And, Jen, hey, hope you enjoy this. This one might be broadcast, because this one is a little spooky here. But, um, as I steal from George Carlin, take care of yourself and take care of someone else. <laughs>